Yes, here we are. Okay, cool. You can't see my blackhead strip. <laughs> That's awesome. I, I, okay. I mean, I really don't care, but whatever. Come on, people are, right? <laughs> yes, exactly. So for the people who will be hearing this at a later time, this is Marissa Ginty, a close friend of mine and um, just a, just an amazing, um, amazing being. She's a mother. And um, yeah, I felt inspired to have her on here. Um, just to have a raw conversation that wasn't planned that she just found out about like three minutes ago or five <laughs> minutes ago. And um, so that's what we're doing. We're going to record it and see what, see what comes through. So um, Marissa, the, so first of all, it's like, what is that thing that, that what happened that made me say, Oh, you and Marissa have a conversation later. And it was, it was you had commented something on TikTok earlier on a video um, on the Your Child is Your Guide page. You had commented under one of the videos and you said kids are gateways into God. Um, and and I was like, yeah, I'd love I'd love to hear more. Like, clearly, I agree. <laughs> but like, I'd love to I'd love to hear um, more. And um yeah, just can you expand on that and how how that's been how you've how you've how that's been realized by you experientially with your relationship with your beautiful daughter? Oh my gosh, sure. And first, it's so it's so funny and sweet, and I love the laughter behind the, um, you know, you pointing that out that I made that comment. But I feel like that's your gateway into, um. Like, what is it? You have the saying of self-realization through um, parenting or through, um, yeah, just being a parent. I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't know what you've said before, but we clearly share the same perspective. But for me, so it's interesting because, you know, nothing that happens in this incarnation, we all know that it's not an accident or we get to a point on our journey where we see how everything is uh, essentially here to set us free in the beginning causes a lot of suffering and confusion and so for me when I was uh, a young girl you know some people tuning into this may or may not believe in the whole you know I can hear spirit guides or tune into guides or definitely something that there were two things when I was younger that I heard them tell me mm-hmm. and the first thing was that I was probably you know because these are timeline probabilities that we're working with when we come in when we take a human birth so nothing is set in stone but based on karma momentum so where the most amount of energy has gained the most amount of momentum there's certain timeline probabilities and so my guides were like there's a strong probability that you're going to lose your mom at a young age and there's a strong probability that you're going to have a child at a young age and you know I mean this is young Mm -hmm. quote unquote just relative to the time period we're in now you know and in very different circumstances like Mm -hmm. most people would probably call me like a single mom or whatever Mm-hmm. Right. But I, it's interesting because, you know, I really don't know, honestly, Michelle, I tell people this often because I feel like sometimes look, people can look in on my situation and I don't realize that they have a lot of projections of, of assuming that it's very limited, mm-hmm. but I've never felt so expanded and free. And I know mm-hmm. that Maya coming into this world activated such a deep part of what? my soul stream and my blueprint and what I'm here to do. Right. Mm-hmm. Because essentially she's uh they're you know they are um they open your heart yes. right and there this is a world where there's so much happening that <laughs> wants your heart to close down 
Mm-hmm. And so my heart closed down quite a bit after my mom took her life when I was 18. Right. Mm-hmm. And so having her come in, I mean, it's just like, it has been the most healing experience. I mean, there's a reason why the Bible says, unless ye be like little children, you cannot enter the kingdom because like mm-hmm. you see kids, you see how they are, how free they are. And they're and the, like the emotions come. They're not, not disconnected from emotions. That's not what it's about, but we see how, they let those waves of emotion come through and because they're not attaching their sense of identity to it. They're not judging themselves for it. It's over. Mm-hmm. It comes and it goes. And so you just really see how free this human experience can be when you're not so tied to like how it looks, how other people are perceiving you. Kids don't give a fuck when they're, sorry, F-bomb, but they no, don't care when okay. they're having a tantrum or mm-hmm. when something, you know, it's like they're just, they just honor what is authentic to them in that moment without thinking twice about like how other people are going to perceive them. So there's so many layers to it, but honestly, they're just like heart activators at its finest, you know? I know you know this. <laughs> yeah, because, you know, before I had my daughter, you know, we were following similar teachers before I had my child. And um, so, so I say that to say that before having her, before she was even conceived, I was kind of already thinking like, oh, my heart's open, <laughs> you know, you know what I'm saying? I was kind of like already under the impression that my heart, my heart was open. Um, but yeah, <laughs> she, she came, she came in and was like, mom, you know, I know you think you're on this path and on, you know, I know you, you're, think, you you're, think you're at a certain level. Yeah. <laughs> Realized, are we? <laughs> so, yeah. And she was like, spiritual, are we? Okay, cool. Um, and she really set me straight in the most beautiful ways and continues to, right? There's no destination. There's no end game. She continues to be that. I'm just more aware of, of that dynamic. I'm more conscious of the dynamic, but she definitely puts me in my place. And I'm very grateful for that. Um, very grateful for the way in which she does it. Um, and especially how it, it, it appears as though she's not aware at all that she's doing it. <laughs> Um, oh they know (laughs) they know see I had I had to let go of that I had to let go of the whole they know because then it turns into like you little (laughs) you know so it's like I know they know but it's like they're they're veiled they're you know what I'm saying or maybe that's just what I keep telling myself (laughs) but that's the nature of like this journey Mm -hmm. and coming to God it's not this like I feel in the beginning of our awakenings or Mm -hmm. when we get on the this path it's like people get this idea that it's gonna everything nice it's like no it's 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 like what does that mean uh peace and hood and wish a motherfucker would you know it's 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 messy and they trigger the shit out of you Mm. but and and they really show you like Ram Dass says uh you know um suffering is grace why because suffering shows you where you are attached Mm -hmm. and as long as you're attached you're not free and Mm -hmm. so I feel like kids really do show you where you're still attached to like, okay, you and I probably have different ways of parenting. I know myself and my family have like extremely different ways of parenting. So there's so many different layers of like becoming autonomous and really, you know, honoring who you are, honoring your soul stream, what feels authentic to you while not making other people wrong in the meantime, you know? Yes. Yes. Um, 
Uh, Marissa, uh, before I continue, I, I want to um, ask, invite you and ask you if you mind, I know you're on the AirPods. Can you try without the AirPods? Because I want your full expression to be um, felt and heard. And I can hear you fine, but there is a little bit of feedback. And if the, if there's still feedback when you take off your AirPods, then then of course, let's put the AirPods, AirPods back on. Can we try that? Okay, hold on. Yeah, of course. Okay, thank you. It's a okay. Yay! Can you hear me okay? Yes, another. I can't wait for like in the future for you to like hear this and see the difference. <laughs> I, okay, I, it's I'm a lot so, better. All right. I, yeah, and it's like I'm just I I get to hear you. You know, I get to hear you more often than well. I guess people follow you as well, but like I get to hear you often in your you know the way that they're able to hear you now. But it's like it just wasn't fair. They needed to hear you completely. It wasn't clearly. fair. Okay, um, cool. I'm glad we. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, one of the things that really stands out um about what you just said was that autonomy. You know, it's like uh, when you start to when I started to recognize that okay, I really want to bring all that I have learned and apply that to the parent the, the parent child dynamic, my relationship with my daughter, I, like I felt like I had no other choice because I started to recognize when she was two and a half and three that okay, on these Zoom meetings, on these, you know, in these other circles and talking to these other people I'm zen as fuck but it's like but then when it's time to, to be mommy it's like whoa where did it all go and, yeah and and yep. it's like and it's it's such a gift to wreck to call it out because I think there might have been a point when I didn't want to face that um I'm quite sure there was a time when I just didn't want to I didn't want to look at that I didn't want to call that out within myself but I had to and I love what you mentioned about autonomy because um, you know, when you start to become very, very committed to uh, making peace a priority in the relationship between you and your child um, and to prioritize that even beyond, you know, you know, you know, even if, even in those moments where you don't want to seem like a weak parent and you don't want to surrender to your to your three, four, five year old, but just doing it anyways, because it's like, you know what the alternative leads to. And I feel like when you start yeah. to when you start to commit to that, you have no it 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 does something to you in the sense of like your autonomy and your sovereignty because then it's like you start to experience and taste the fruits of that at home, and then you get around family and other people, and you're like, I'll be I don't care who I'm around, I still have to put my peace first. And then it yeah. makes it makes you start to uh, it forces you to no longer put on many, the masks that you may have worn mm -hmm. before with your family members. It's like, no, no, <laughs> I can't go back because I've tasted the fruits at home of prioritizing my peace. And, and, and it's like, I'm not saying that this wouldn't have occurred or we wouldn't have had these act hard activations and expansions and all this other stuff um, without our kids, but it's just so many opportunities it seems that they give us to to embody um and to... and I think mm -hmm. sorry I no. think with Maya too mm -hmm. and what I feel like you're kind of also um you could probably relate to this too is I was starting to get like um with certain teachers I've worked with this mm -hmm. perfectionistic thing mm -hmm. and this mentality of like divinity is pushing away your humanity mm -hmm. and the fact that 
like it almost become became a dissociative experience because like here you, we see certain teachers and we see them showing up in their very divine state and you know the state that they want to put out there which is totally fine whatever you want to put out that's you know that's your business but and then having this contrast of like being a parent and all that's going to trigger all of the childhood wounding, all of your abandonment, all of the bullshit, having to heal generational karma, being the first person to step in front of that train of momentum and put your hand out and be like, no, I'm stopping this. And having it feel and look so incredibly messy compared to like what your teachers, you know, mm-hmm. may, may have had it seem or at least what your assumptions were. I mean, for me, she's really helped embrace the fact that it's messy. And that's okay. And that you don't become any more divine by denying your humanity. And if anything, you become a much more relatable (laughs) and free individual. Again, we're talking about true freedom when you're not trying to push any part of it away. And so I feel like I'm grateful for her for uh, really showing me that it's not about being perfect. Mm -mm. And she knew what she was signing up for. Again, that's not a cop out of like be a shitty parent, but it's like, give yourself a fucking break. It's usually the parents that are worried. Am I doing the right thing? It's usually mm-hmm. those parents that are doing a really great job and it's the parents that aren't asking that question that you should probably worry about, but whatever, it's their karma, <laughs> you know, they'll clean it up eventually. You, you know? know what? Oh my gosh. You, you oh my gosh. Am I gonna be able to remember all the amazing things you that just you would have said in like a short period Story of time? Of our life when you, we have conversations. You you just said so much in such a short period of time that was dope. So okay, I'm gonna go with the first one that's coming to me is the 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 parents who you know are beating themselves up about am I doing it right? Am I being a good mom? Am I being a good dad? If you are asking that fucking question, you are probably way more amazing than you're giving yourself mm-hmm. credit for. And yeah. I say probably, but but that's just because, you know, I, I really want to say you definitely are freaking amazing and, and beyond your own comprehension. And you care. There's that awareness of like, okay, I don't want to fuck my child up. <laughs> you know, yeah. so you care. There's like that that already shows a certain level of self-awareness that, you know, you're far beyond your time, you know? Yeah. And I feel like that's key. And it's like, well, yeah, I'm aware, but you don't know the thing that I did yesterday, or you don't know yep. that I yelled at them two days ago. I don't, that, that, that does, that's not what matters because this is like a journey. And so it's just the fact that you're aware, that's all you, that's all you need, right? It's almost like that's all you need. It, it's a gift to even, it's grace. That's grace to even have that awareness be bestowed upon you in the first place and it's like I I know that that can be hard to um, assimilate when you know when you might be drowning in the feelings of you know guilt or shame but you're doing fucking great especially and that's also (laughs) you know because you know suffering generally catalyzes us to ask questions right yeah yeah and so it's like, if you're only seeing something from one level, so if I'm just, if we're just seeing this experience from Michelle and Marissa 3D personality, I, there's, there would be very good reason to have a lot of shame, but because there's a deeper part of me, a greater part of me, I should say, that tells me that I'm not seeing the full picture, that there's a lot more else going on, that Maya and I have played this role for each other at different times, all in the name of love, all in the name of coming closer to source, like, because you know, spirituality is not necessarily like a scapegoat, but it puts things in its context. So you're seeing things from the level of the soul and not just the level of the personality. That's the ego. That's the shame. That's the limitation. That's a karma. But you know, when you, it's like that karma becomes our dharma, becomes our gift. When we have become again, inclusive of the, the um, divinity within the humanity. 
And so I feel like the shame is much more likely to be loud if we're just seeing it from this limited one lifetime perspective and forgetting that you don't know what, what role you're playing for this entity that they've actually asked you to play, you know, and they know exactly what they're signing up for when they took you as a parent, they knew where you're going to be in your phase of evolution. They knew, and it's all, it's all, we're all just walking each other home, you know, but it's, again, it's that delicate balance of like, once you know better, I hope you're doing better you know, but don't judge yourself. Don't take it too seriously, but like take it serious enough, but not to the point where you're, you know, guilt is your indication. You're not seeing something right. Guilt Mm -hmm. is your indication that you're seeing something through a distorted lens or you're not seeing it the way that source would see it or your higher self would see it. And like, I spoke about that earlier. Um, so like yesterday I put like out like a little uh, five minute, um, podcast, just kind of like setting the intention of what was feeling like was brewing here. And then today I put out like a, um, a, a 30 minute podcast about, uh, guilt and shame. And one of the things yeah. that was mentioned was how we have an innate code. It's kind of like you have your own G code. I'm just kidding. Mm-hmm. But like, you know, you, you have... <laughs> I feel it, girl. <laughs> no, like you, you have your own code, and it's kind of like um, guilt is is one of our best friends because guilt is kind of like that thing you don't need to open a book, you don't need to call uh, a coach or a friend or anybody to really tune into this innate code you have that's always speaking to you and letting you reminding you of when you step away from your real your code, and it's kind of like guilt is just that nudge not meant to be some long thing long drawn out thing um mm. it can be it can be, but it's it's just like this nudge saying, hey, that thing that you said in that room to that child mm-hmm. or to that to that mm-hmm. to your partner that wasn't mm-hmm. part of the code that wasn't part of not the code not everybody's code your unique code mm-hmm. it wasn't and it's just like it's like another aspect of you talking I love to you that. and when when we start to cultivate that type of a relationship with shame and guilt oh my fucking gosh it's just it's wild it's wild because it's almost like we we really allow ourselves to um, gather that the data about our code and we get closer with the code within us. It's like just, mm-hmm. it's just so Aligning powerful. with your blueprint. Aligning with your blueprint. And it's just. It's like original sin. That's yeah. what that reminds me of. Uh, original sin. And mm-hmm. what is, there's three main uh, root causes of disease in Ayurveda. Mm-hmm. And one of them is called, um, there's a, a special word that I don't know how to pronounce. I'm not even going to get it. Pretend I know. <laughs> but essentially it means crimes against your wisdom. Crimes against your better wisdom. Yes. And what yes. I love about the G code that you say is like I mean this has been coming up a lot in my week in this past week so I'm not surprised we're talking about it right now but like animals for example it's like they make a mistake they make a boo-boo they run out in the street you know they're over it like they suffer once how many times do we suffer because we have this prefrontal cortex that allows us to replay it over and over and over and over there's things I did 10 years ago that just be popping up (laughs) that I'm still paying for that I don't have to you know, there, there's like this certain amount of grace that is needed. Yeah, it's like, okay, I recognize that was probably out of line. Like, forgive me. Mm-hmm. But then it's just like, we pay for it so much longer than we have to. Mm-hmm. Until we, until, so it's like, it's like this thing that we, we've heard. I know you've heard it. I know you've heard it. There's this saying of like, you just have to get out of your own way. And that's cool. I understand that. But then it, but then it comes into, then, then it's almost like, you know, just like everything else is a paradox. It's almost like you also have to be what gets in your way to, to no longer be, to, 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 to no longer, like you said, 
you suffer for so long anymore, you kind of have to get in your way and get in your way in the sense of like, you have to use just a little bit of effort and have a little faith that it's okay to forgive yourself in those moments and 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 really like the effort in the sense of where you might be used we, we might be used to like letting that prefrontal cortex do its thing for like a long period of time but then mm-hmm. it's like using that little bit of effort and faith that just makes you even talk to yourself out loud and be like yo yes that happened <laughs> but it, but it, but it's okay, and just like cut it, you, you can get in your way a little bit, but with your with your effort and your willingness to like really, really, really not fight back, but just just call it out and just I call just, it space for grace. Like yes, even if, even if it's yes. just slightly a little bit, like even if mm-hmm, like you're in the midst mm-hmm. of like you're throwing an adult tantrum or whatever you're mm-hmm. pissed off or whatever it is, mm-hmm. like if you could just have the awareness of like okay, this is happening, I'm caught. I am caught up right now mm-hmm. and just not making it like not judging it, but just like taking that moment of just noticing mm-hmm. you've broken the cycle of reactivity and yeah. you've just left space for grace and you yes. see the predicament you're in. Yes. You don't have to make it mean anything more or less than what it is. It's just literally like, this is too like, um, you know, Maya, I had Maya during the beginning phases of my awakening. So mm-hmm. we like have all these awakenings of like, we come into this realization that we're God, you know, have an, ex- an experience and we expect our paradigms to shift or at least me, I can't speak mm-hmm. for anyone else, but I was like, okay, my paradigm, my reality is going to look different next week. I'm going to be living in Dubai doing, <laughs> jumping off cliffs. I don't know. Girl, but- we just, we just thought that we were supposed <laughs> runoff is there's like some stuff that needs to play itself out and Mm -hmm. we're gonna let it play out more rapidly or we're not gonna at the very least we're not going to extend it by attaching those narratives and judgment you know it's Mm -hmm. like these egoic things or these karmic patterns they would be gone so much more quickly if it wasn't the shame and the judgment that we had around it definitely they would dissipate so quickly again so quickly beginning of our conversation like kids you we see kids do that they don't hold grudges my child doesn't hold grudges she doesn't she's like, pissed she's pissed my, i'm talking about mine but maya yeah. probably is like me too but like my daughter my daughter is like she, she's pissed and then like she plays it out and it comes and it goes in boom gone and then that <laughs> night it doesn't matter how angry we've gotten at each other mm-hmm. like we talk it out i apologize when i need to i'm like i had a human experience like i'm very open with her when i'm like hey that was shitty i'm really sorry like my, i got really angry and whatever but then at the end of the night, we're just, it's just like love. It is pure love. They give and us so many like, opportunities for authentic yeah. expression. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. So often we can believe that, oh, they're two, three, four, five, six years old. They can't handle me talking straight to them. Yes, they can. Yes, they, they need it. Yes, they can. And it's, and it's like, um, it's just a powerful practice to, you know, to, to let them know mommy is triggered and then be like, well, what's triggered? And then you explain it to them and now they're in on it. Now they know, you know, and it's like, and then, then being able to talk to them, then why are you triggered? Is it my fault? Is it me? And like, we have the awareness to say, no, you're not to blame. It feels like it seems like it, but I, <laughs> but, but sometimes I, I probably make you feel yeah, that way. Yeah. <laughs> but I know it's not you. You're not the problem, but I'm yeah. triggered right now and I need 
some space and just god how much freedom we, we get as a parent to, to just by being authentic with them in that way as opposed to the alternative which is not cluing them in on what's happening with us and us just spazzing out and then spazzing out some more because they're not aware of what's wrong but we're not expressing it to them <laughs> so it's like because they're so, they're in, they're intuitive sponges yes, so they yes. know something they feel wrong. it they if feel we're not it talking about it it's like it's like this it, it, it comes across as if it's me but mm-hmm. she's not telling me it's me you know it, it's like enough I was just talking to a friend about this the other day of like sometimes when we're like when we don't we're not straight up especially when you're dealing with really sensitive people in this day and age when you're talking to more people that are tuned in like you can't hide feelings man Hell no. and so sometimes there will be a feeling there that I don't bring up to someone or all this will happen where I know some there's a feeling someone's experiencing and they don't bring it up to me and I can feel something there but I don't know what it is Mm-hmm. but me not knowing it is and knowing that they don't want to tell me it, I get this icky feeling even, mm-hmm. and it can be something really innocent, right? It can be something totally innocent that they want to handle on their own. But because I'm so sensitive, I'm like, what is this? Why there's something I can't trust here versus just being transparent. And, and for me, this mm-hmm. is also like being a parent has also helped me let my parents off the hook. Mm-hmm. And understanding, too, that they were just in a generation where they thought that they had to be the people that had it all together. But what mm-hmm. is great that I think we're gifting our kids is like, it doesn't matter how fucking old you are. You're always going to be evolving. I hope, you know, that's that's the journey. That's what's going to keep you flexible and pliable and in alignment with the Tao and, um, you know, on your game. That's what's going to keep you perceptive is like being consistently on this journey of shedding skins, shedding skins, not thinking you know anything right? Releasing it, releasing what you think, you know, just being present, being here, letting life take you where it will show you what it needs to. Yes. So, um, one of the, one of the things that you just said that really, that something that, that just really hit deep is, and you didn't say intimacy, but I think you said transparency, but you know, one of the coolest things that parenthood has really, really brought home is, um, to the power, one, the power of letting go and just how, you know, or just, just letting go the shit that you think you really have to be serious about, just letting it go. So I feel like our kids really give us tons of opportunities to really um, stretch the muscle, stretch our, stretch our capacity of letting go. But then also being intimate in the sense of like being transparent, being completely open and just on the heart on the table. Like that was really big for me because before having a child, um, even in intimate relationships, you know, before there was always this wall. I'm talking about like solid fucking wall. Even <laughs> even wall like, of China. Yeah, no, we're, I hear yeah, we're we're laughing. There, there's even there, there, we're laughing. There's there's sex. There's all these great things, but like that wall, <laughs> I'm solid. Yeah. Still, still there. <laughs> still there, and um, and it's just interesting because, um. When in prioritizing peace as as best as we can in each moment with our kids, it really softens the fuck out of you, and and that can show you just how many years of this lifetime were spent being so hard and so tough and mm. so hyper masculine and oh, and and it's yes. and 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 getting really quote unquote good at being hyper masculine and and. Um, and my just, guides are really trying to drive a point home to me. I swear. I, <laughs> that masculine thing has come up so much about 
how like I've had spiritual teachers tell me that and I've never seen this either and I had a soul brother tell me the first time he met me he was like he was like he was drawn to me but he's like I dare not approach but I don't realize how much I created that energetic wall Mm -hmm. of like no I'm just masculine but it was more of me protecting Mm -hmm. the fact that I had I was you know suffered from a lot of abandonment Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. I'm like I will close you off I will leave first before you can leave me Me or I'm like don't fuck with me don't fuck with me (gasps) because I'm afraid of like having to revisit that you know me too I I will leave you first I will leave you first. Um, I will leave you first before you can leave me. And then uh, just that constant fear and just not trusting other people because just not not believing they're going to stick around. Just the fear of, uh, you know, I, I, I believe that I dealt a lot with the fear of abandonment and rejection, both of them. But yeah. I think the, ab- the abandonment, I can't even tell you which one was the strongest of the two. Um because you know we we know they're both they're both stemming from the same separation, but it's yeah. but those two were the most prominent, and um, you know it, it, it's it would be cool if those patterns um, stayed out of the parent child dynamic, but I feel that patterns are no respecter of persons, so I could really start to I was really able to see how they were seeping into my relationship with my child. Um, mm. Like it's it's not like my daughter is going to to leave but I can see I can see how just the hyper masculinity that was that that pattern I can see how that was seeping into my reactions and responses towards um, her and just things related to her and just um, they soften you they soften you and we start to prioritize peace and really start to have that um, commitment to engaging with them you know respectfully and as kindly and peacefully as we can, it just softens you, and it and it and it, you start to laugh randomly because the, because you see that you were just I was I can't talk about you, but I know for me it was like damn yeah I was tripping for years on the smallest shit <laughs> you know for sure and yeah. she 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 just allows me to get so many um, of those laughs into myself when she does something and it's like I I even though I'm not responding or reacting to in that timeline or to that in that in that same habit I can still see that that's available and, it, and it's something that could have been because of how I used to operate and it's like damn can you tripping over that that's like, it's like and you know what I see too like in terms of the healing because I definitely feel you know oh man <laughs> She is like their soul retrieval shamans just by their very nature. But there is an aspect of me like on the topic of hyper masculinity that when I was younger, I was bullied. I went to like a bunch of rich white high schools and I was like this little brown girl with hair that looked a lot different. And it's so interesting. I don't know where I developed this coping mechanism, but I never girls like notes to my house when I was maybe in like fifth grade. Um, Cause I was like, you know, my biggest, brightest self and it triggered them or something. Yes. And, um, I had some girls deliver no- a note to my house saying how much everyone hated me. And so I would, mm-hmm. I was picked on quite a bit, but it's interesting that I never told my parents. I didn't like, either. I never. And did you cry? I, I didn't cry through that on my own. <clears throat> yep. I don't know why, like they, I'm sure they would have tried to help me. I don't know if something was like, my feelings were shut down in a place that I just don't remember. But when I imagine Maya going through something emotionally, and her not having me or feeling like she has someone to turn to, it breaks my 
heart. And so I feel like that's why now, like I'm, I put emotionality at the forefront or at least I do my best to. It's wild. Some of the things that are coming up in this, in this conversation are things we've never discussed with each other before, but it's, it's, it's really, it's really cool. And one of the things in common was the bullying. And then also I never talked to my mom about it either. I would just come home and it was severe. Um, and I'm talking yep. like, and I'm, and I'm talking um, really dominantly in, in middle school and, and, in my grand, and, and, and even like, I remember when my grandma died, I remember I went to school that day and it was still happening. You know, like they're not going to take a break. <laughs> they don't know your grandma Hell died, no. you know? And yeah. it's like, it's just, it's just like middle school was really big. And um, when it, when it was going down and it was interesting because I never went home and told my mom about it. And never, I never. Why was, do we do that? Why do we do I, I don't, that? I don't know. And, and you know what? Also, I never cried. I never cried. At, mm. Like I never cried about it either. I would just, I don't know. I don't know where it came from either. The whole, su- su- just naturally suppressing it. And it's yeah. so freaking wild. Um, well, it did come out though, right? Like I was aggressive and angry and like, I didn't start fights or anything at school. My aggression was in different ways. It was kind of like, it was all internal. It was all internal. And then there were, there were bouts of, there were bouts of talking about suicide. You know, ne- I never acted on it. So it, so like it comes out, right. You can't suppress it to, you know what I'm saying? It comes out. And then when I, when I turned 16, it was just, you know, drinking, um, drinking and smoking. And then that was kind of how I, I try suppress to push a lot. it down. Yeah. Try to numb it. So yep. you don't feel it. But I never came home and said anything. We'd have weekends, chilling, whatever. I just never mentioned it. And I love what you mentioned about Maya because it's interesting because I, I can kind of see Niel not being, it's interesting. Niel's not, she knows she can talk to me about anything and we really do talk about a lot. And I don't think at all she's experienced anything like what we're talking about. We experienced in middle school, but it's just, you can kind of see that. I can kind of see that little spunkiness in her to where she would kind of like ignore it or, I don't know. Really stick up for herself, maybe. Yeah, but well, that's what. But 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 also, this conversation is just really, really showing me how much I appreciate just just having that those lines of communication open, you know, knowing that they might be dealing with something that they are not mentioning, but just having those lines of communication open, and I feel like that's another reason why it's so paramount. For us to, you know, continue to cultivate peaceful environments for them and just for ourselves, right? Um, and so open spaces. Open spaces. Just, like, let all of your humanity come to the surface. And, like, yeah. The shame and the embarrassment. And, yeah, I remember, like, parent. I just remember the school would sometimes call my mom mm-hmm. and be like, hey, Marissa says she's not feeling well. But it was actually because I would, like, I heard some girls talking about my hair or something. Mm-hmm. And I was, like, so distraught and just like so upset and yeah I mean Maya I know Niall's in public school but Maya her dad and I are both extremely sensitive and this is something I wish whatever I don't wish now but you know like if there was a bit more awareness from my parents and my family just the extent of my sensitivity I don't think I would have gone to public school because it was very overwhelming and so we're like if Greg if, if you're this sensitive and I'm this sensitive we can't even imagine Maya how sensitive and like um, stimulation, reaching over stimulation is, can be very easy for her. So smaller groups and just like being very tuned in again, if you're, when you're more tuned 
yourself and you're more tuned into, you know, this is a significant soul contract. Mother's intuition is absolutely a thing. So you're really tuned into what they need. It's a lot easier for you to be like, okay, um, you know, public school might be some things for some kids, but I know what, you know, I deeply feel that this is the right choice for Maya in terms of her developing a healthy nervous system. Cause I'm still into my almost third decade. I'm still doing nervous system recovery because I had a ton of over, uh, over sensory, like sensory overload. Mm-hmm. And then I didn't know how to process that. So then I, I turned to alcohol and drugs and try to mm-hmm. numb it, you know? So it's, it's really, you know, it's so imperative that no matter how different it might look from other people that we just really tune into what we feel is right for our kids. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. This is beautiful. I feel like this came full circle. This is yeah. <laughs> I feel set free. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And I do. I love the, I love smaller groups. I love I love just so many different options that are available now for children and um just so many different options and and I just I just feel I just it's just super grateful to have these to have these little kids um that can bring all of this stuff to the surface. You know what I'm saying? It's like so much. What would we be talking about if we world. didn't? Yeah, you know, if yeah. we didn't have kids, would we, we we'd be smoking? I'm just kidding. I'm just Girl, kidding. but you're not. Like, I was like, I gotta get my shit together. No joke. I really, I probably would be. I don't know. I honestly don't know if I'd still be alive. And I know that's like saying a lot, but I was no. going down a really dark really dark pathway and I feel like that's why I kind of knew that timeline probability was like okay you're going to meet a lot of darkness you're not going to know what to do with it because suicide runs in my mom's side of the family that's generational karma that's a lot hell of a lot of darkness to try to battle having no context of spirituality and that you know that she was very sensitive and everything that she dealt with so I was going down that pathway really quickly and so she was kind of like the angel they're earth angels they really you know I just feel so grateful that I took the permission slip for what it was and uh, chose to grow. Cause I, I really, you know, I guess it's, it's, it's a combination of grace, right. And just like readiness. Yeah. And I was ready. <laughs> yes. Um, so there's a lot that I could continue that we could continue I know, to unpack here. We could go here. on, but um, yes, I doubt this will be the last time that we, um, that we do this, but I think it's cool that, um, that people are going to get to experience you in this conversation um, and just two mamas talking. Because cause y'all, this is really not really different than what would have happened <laughs> if you if this wasn't recorded. So that's what's also really funny. <laughs> so, yeah, with my, uh, my black, blackhead strip. And <laughs> yes. Okay, so I'm, I'm going to talk to you when, this, when I cut this off, but... Um, thanks to anyone listening. Thanks. And thanks for joining. And also Marissa, before you go, um, if you could tell people the one thing that parenthood, if you could sum up the one, if you had like one thing to tell the world about parenthood, like one thing, what would it be? Oh man. Um, let it tenderize your heart in all the ways. Yes. And on that note, peace.